Now, there's no such thing as a society that's going to be absent of racism. That's just, that's just, it, people find ways to hate one another, okay? Whether it's African tribes or white Catholics and Protestants in Ireland, people find a reason to hate each other. That doesn't make it right. I'm just saying people find a reason. But to proclaim that the United States is the most awful place on earth because it is absent of pure perfection is nonsensical. You know, on one side, you have the Democrat Party and the American left that thinks everything about this nation is terrible, awful, no good, but then wants to invite the whole world into the nation they just said is terrible, awful, and no good. Unless they think by replacing America with non-Americans, they're going to make America better. I don't see how that's because you would have to be importing people from a perfect place to do that. And there is no perfect place. And when you politicize, when you racialize politics and you think, okay, the problem is that the United States is still a white majority country. If we make it a non-white majority, it'll be a better place. Well, then let me ask you, which non-majority white country should we be more like? Andrew, you see, you're being a racist just by saying that. No, see, this is the problem that we're, we're having right now. We are intellectualizing anti-intellectualism. So when you hear Democrats like Bernie Sanders say we should be more like Norway, you want to be more like Norway? Okay, well, then you better shut down the damn border and have near to net zero immigration because Norway doesn't let people in and then figure out what to do with them after the fact. To legally immigrate into Norway, you can read it on their immigration website. I've done so. There's actually an English translation. You have to, it's like a job application. It's like a college admissions. You don't just show up at the border of Norway and go, hi, I'm here. I'd, I'd like to, you know, you pretty much have to be invited in. So yeah, if you're the top brain surgeon in India, and you want to make the leap to Norway, and you're coming as a seasoned brain surgeon, sure, they'll let you in, but they're still going to put you on a seven-year-long probationary period. You don't just show up at Norway. So yes, the United States has imperfections and ugly scars. There's no denying it. But to make it sound like this is the worst place on earth, then why are you still here? If there is salvation, nirvana, utopia, perfection elsewhere, where life would be so much better, why wouldn't you go there? Isn't that the reason why people are leaving Central America? They want to leave their home, what they know, their local customs and culture, to come to the United States because they've been told it's better here. And it is. But if somebody, I never, I have never gotten a straight answer out of anyone in all of my years of doing this. If you think the United States is so terrible, tell me where on earth you think is better off. And I could show you their imperfections. And I could probably show you their ugly legacy. And I could probably point to you current events that are way worse than the United States. Wine six ninety five Patriot nine five seven two eight seven four. You know I I'm old enough to remember when there was a trend of Black Americans wearing these leather 
circular necklaces with Africa. Africa is a continent. It is not a country. I think we all know that. It's a continent. To say that from the southern tip to the northern tip to East Africa to West Africa, Africa is monolithic would be ridiculous. Just like what we call Latin America. Puerto Ricans are not Mexicans. Cubans are not Hondurans. People from Brazil are distinct and different culturally and linguistically from people in Peru. But we've invented this thing that we now call Hispanic. And that covers everybody from the Rio Grande Valley down to the southern tip of Chile. And that's kind of ridiculous. That'd be like trying to say that all Americans are the same from Alaska down to Key West. We're not. You know, if you travel, if you're, a, if you're Puerto Rican and you go to vacation in another Spanish-speaking country, you don't think the locals pick you out? Of course they do. No different than New Yorkers talking to people from rural Tennessee. Sure, we speak English, but we speak it very differently. We have different slang, colloquialisms, you name it. Now, is there a way to homogenize that? I guess, but we still know who we're talking to. I mean, you want to watch the weirdest accent. What is that accent on Alaskan bush people? What, what do you call I don't even know how you describe that accent. And then there's also that bizarre, weird New Hampshire accent. That's like, it's like a small subset of people that, that speak like that. You have different, you have different accents in the five boroughs of New York City. You can tell the difference between somebody from the Bronx, from Queens, from Brooklyn, from Staten Island. Now, maybe not if you're from the outside, but certainly if you're from here, you could almost pinpoint where somebody, oh, I bet you're from the Bronx. The idea that there's this commonality on a continent is a lie. If most black Americans were to pick up and move to Africa for any period of time, you don't think there'd be a culture shock? It's not like you get there and go, I'm black, you're black, let's all be black together. That would be anybody. You know, I absolutely love the movie Crazy Rich Asians. It has become one of my favorite movies. And I'll tell you why. And I'll probably never get to interview Constance Wu. But the lead character in that movie sees herself as ethnically Chinese. And there's a scene in the movie where her mother says, but you were raised here, meaning New York City, Queens. And when she goes over to Singapore, she finds out they don't embrace her. As Chinese, they see her as an American. Very poignant scene, Michelle Yao, fantastic actress. Great Bond girl, by the way. Confronts the character and says, how uniquely American. You have your ambition, I'm paraphrasing, you have your ambition, you have your goals and your dreams, and you put that above family. You don't understand how we do it here. And there's a reckoning with that. That that character realizes, wow, I'm an American. And that that was sort of the hell yeah moment for me in that movie. So when you when we have a holiday like we have today, and it is now, it's not unifying people because there are still people that are saying, well, you can't go around citing Martin Luther. You saw that with Joy Reid. 
when Byron Donalds' name was entered into nomination. Well, here, cue up the Republicans cueing Martin Luther King. Well, do you want people to hear it or do you do not want people to hear it? They fantasize in their own minds that what it means to be a conservative also means only to be white or Christian. It doesn't. The Constitution provides a freedom of religion, not a freedom from religion. And in the freedom of religion, under the guise of liberty, limited government, and the rule of law, people were free to practice their religion openly, whether they be Christians or any, and any sect of Christianity, Jews, Muslims, Hindus, Buddhists, atheists, true conservatives, constitutionalists, that is, respect the freedom of religion. They don't see the freedom from religion, and they don't see a state religion. Now, is Christianity the dominant religion? Yes. And you know what? Again, if you really get right down to it, where there are wars over religion, being a religious minority in the United States ain't a bad place to be. Those Judeo-Christian values, you should be thankful for because that's what made this country. Here you have Joe Biden now wandering the stage at Al Sharpton's National Action Network. There's some unification. You want to bring that up? Let's listen to Sleepy Joe. I mean, it was a single effort we had, and I'm very proud of the folks who ran that show. Is he going to tell us he was raised in the black church? We got it done. That he marched for civil rights, he fought against apartheid. None of this is true. Which is only a couple years right now. I know I don't look that way. But I'm tired of trickle-down economics. You and I have never liked it, have we? And... uh, $50,000 a month. He doesn't like tri- tri- for, to rent a house from his son. That way, poor folks have a shot. Middle class people do well, and the wealthy still do very well. They still do very well, but they start to pay their fair share. Two years in, it's clearer than ever that I think our economic plan is working. We've created nearly 11 million jobs, the strongest After job your Democrat governor friends destroyed 11 million jobs. <clears throat> The unemployment rate is the lowest it's been in 50 years. And black unemployment is near record lows. Uh, thank Wages you, Trump. for black workers are up. Two strong years ever for small business creation, including black small businesses. Across the board, American families have a bit more breathing room. More black Americans have health insurance than ever in American history. And as of the first of, this 1st of January... Our legislation is kicking in from last year. Insulin now is capped at $35 a month for seniors on Medicare. <clears throat> instead, of paying, instead of paying up to hundreds of dollars a month. And Big Pharma, Big Pharma, under the law we finally got passed with not much help from the other team. FDA gave them billions of dollars in, in vaccine mandate money. If they, rise, if they raise the drug price beyond the rate of inflation, Caused by government. they're going to pay stiff penalties for doing so. That's a fact. And so we're trying to bring things under control. We're seeing well, the same progress word. on energy, on energy costs. Folks can get tax credits when they install energy-efficient appliances in their home, like an energy-efficient dishwasher or, or we tried heat that pumps that'll work, or electric ready. It didn't vehicles work. if you're able to buy one of those. 
We're investing in those fence line communities that have suffered the most consequences. Okay, and he's, been just, smothered he's, by just spew, he's just spewing like, off. This is, this is, this is, go- what does this have to do with, with, with King? The, the King legacy. I, I wonder, and I know I'm, according to some people, not allowed to ask this question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Wouldn't you love to know what Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. would think of people like Al Sharpton and Joy Reid? Wouldn't you love to know? See, they tell us we're not allowed to hear his words and adopt them as part of our philosophy, content of character, color of skin, all that stuff. I have a dream. And I'm not talking about the way Chris Farley did it. They tell us we're not allowed to adopt those things because they possess it and possess it alone. I wonder, I wonder what his response would be to that. Wintick 695 Patriot 9572874. We are right. They are wrong. That's the end of the story. The arguments on this radio program cannot be broken. Sirius XM Patriot.